It's a good show. Okay. Oh, by the, just to warn you, I, I will cough time to, from time to time. I was sick over a month ago, and I still have a lingering cough. Okay. Uh, should we, should we, now that we have a theme song, should we do a cold open? And is this the cold open? No, this is definitely not the cold open. But then imagine if the theme song played right now. Okay. Waiting wongs is easy when you have wins. That sounded racist. This song should end. Yeah, there we go. All right, welcome, uh, race fans, back to uh, Waiting Wongs, the, the 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 new podcast for for forty four year old white men and uh, thirty newly thirty four year old Asian women. All right, who think very highly of themselves and want to talk about race um, and writing. Uh, I am Dan Harmon. I am Jessica Gao. Jessica Gao uh, wrote the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty with me, at which time we we started talking about race. We both are really into talking about it and not as much doing anything about it, although Jessica's a bigger fan of doing anything about it because she's not privileged. Uh, And uh, I I, I just want to be a good person and have people like me. So we said, let's do a podcast because that'll solve nothing. (laughs) And uh, and so we've just been talking, just gabbing. I think if we we were to say this were to have any benefit beneficial effect it would just be if 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 our awkward conversation which we're willing to have with me who's like totally desensitized to kind of be in the foot and mouth like dummy that doesn't really get shit like like then maybe there's someone out there that listens to it and they go like you know what i didn't know blank was a faux pas i heard dan say you know that like stumble into some area and then jessica like like and they talked about it and they argued about it and and uh and then uh and then and so now i feel like as edified as if I was at like a LA party or something, and and, and I was. This is the, that's the thing is like there's no fucking like uh, there's no Emily Post shit for this. There's no there's no manual. A lot of people learn that there uh, that there's that there's differing viewpoints out there by getting yelled at on the internet. That's basically the new way you learn. Kind of, yeah. And, you know, if it makes you feel any better, I'm not the see-all, be-all arbiter of race relations, but I can be a little bit of a a sounding board and uh, a Jiminy Cricket, I guess. Yeah. And I do want to point out that you are doing something kind of like, I don't think what you're doing is very self-indulgent at all. I think there's like a kind of sacrifice to, because you, because you, you being as smart as you are about this stuff, then you know it, 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 you know, there's a, there's a kind of like like you know that people that aren't on your side are going to hear you and like judge you. Yeah, and also you know it's always exhausting for people of color to talk to white people in general. <laughs> so it's like it's just emotionally taxing. Yeah, well because yeah because we're like yeah we're, we'll never stop. I mean this this podcast could be called Dan Sea Lions, uh, Jessica. <laughs> like I love that term. I learned that term. Sea lioning is when is when you just keep asking supposedly innocent questions in a kind of passive aggressive, plausibly deniable way. To, 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 just, you just keep taking this like weird amorphous high road of like no I'm curious where you get your information like what do you you know it's re- <laughs> it really doesn't it, it only technically qualifies as not being an asshole like in some book in your head but and that's why I love it when people create new labels for this stuff and call it out like when Harris invented humble bragging so it's yeah. like all of a sudden we can finally point at that and, and and improve ourselves it's not just about judging people it's about actually putting going oh fuck I, I'm, I'm about to humble brag that's why I'm doing this <laughs> Um, and I'm sea lioning this person, you know, when I'm like, oh, no, I'm just, I just really want to know, you know, it's like, well, do you really want to know? Like, maybe look it up or like, you know, it's like, what, what, be honest with yourself about what kind of interaction you're having. Speaking of which, so I think this episode we decided and we decided each episode we're going to have like kind of some kind of like, like theme or something. Or topic or jumping yeah. off point. And this, and we're going to change, we'll change the format of the show as we go. But this episode is really about. The topic is that we did the first three, we dumped the first three episodes out there. People heard them, reacted to them. We recorded them in a vacuum, so we had no feedback in between because we recorded them all at, you know, all in a row. Right. So even though your big dread with an ordinary podcast might be, oh, there they go talking about their own podcast again at the top of the show, it seems like this is the topic. Because this is a podcast where we just talk about like the, 
But well, I in my I don't know about you, but in my experience so far, like the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Like every once in a while, you get like a sea liony white dude, um, especially a uh, disgruntled young white man. But like no one's been a dick about it because even even dudes who are sea lining aren't overtly being assholes. And right, so and it's so, been nice. And sometimes I see you know like 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 you know it's, it's I, I I'm, I'm sometimes I'm going to take those guys side because some because one one man's sea lion is another man's oh yeah but i but the, you know max landis ha, ha, is is saying something accurate but he's making a tacky choice by 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 releasing a video about it and why doesn't he want to just change the way the fact that it is instead of are we gonna make are you gonna bring up max landis in every episode somehow? he's like the the peewee's playhouse word of the day i'm actually having lunch with him like what uh, yeah he he, he 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 reached out not because of our podcast <laughs> i really hope it was that would be incredible especially if he listened to our podcast but then only reached out to you but not me. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls me aside for an audible why don't you put your china woman on a leash um what you, I, I believe they make uh, finger traps for these people can't you just keep her off the keyboard <laughs> Drip water on her. They hate that. Yeah, I, it, 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 I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, no. They invented those finger traps. Like they know how to get out of them. You just stop fighting and push them forward. Um, it, it, so yeah, well, let's. But you, you've been monitoring the the Gmail account, um, whitingwongs at gmail dot com. So and feel free to write write into us. I'm happy to hear things are positive. I I think I did. I'm 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 more phobic than you probably are. You're a little less desensitized and or jaded, less jaded. Like I'm very like the last thing I wanted to do was like go on Reddit and like see. You yeah, know, I, I I announced the things. Like I just I don't know how I got this way. I just was very gun shy, very 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 worried that I'll see something that'll 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 fuck me up or make me want to argue with that person. And then I start arguing with people on the internet, and then it's like I can't argue with people on the internet because there's not a there's not a fair fight there. It doesn't even matter what like who whose side you're on when you say it's not fair. It's just it just looks like Kiefer Sutherland came down into the market and is causing a ruckus, and that's all you get out of it. It's like why is this guy with five hundred thousand followers on Twitter talking to this fifteen year old kid about about whether or not which, which of them is cooler? It's like the answer is the fifteen year old kid, which pisses me off because that's not true. <laughs> And I, I, I fucking hate it that, 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 pay, that, that our new culture is if you pay attention to someone, you validate them and invalidate yourself. I think that's so fucking ridiculously telling and self-loathing. Like, oh, you're talking to me. You so you must not be a good person. <laughs> like, all right, cool. How come you don't now lose? Like, you just admitted that you're a piece of garbage. Like, like, like and that you want to be and that you see yourself that way. Like, like, you're like the, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like fucking, uh, Right. That's uh, the difficulty of high roading, you know, because it's not satisfying right. to like take the take the high road and and but but it's you're gonna lose if you ultimately lose if you if they get any sort of rise out of you Which, because then that means they affected you and and how is it how, how can you not look at that as basically when you look at that through a class lens which and I you know I haven't really spoken to this in three episodes but like my empirical philosophical truth is that. Look, all the things that divide us, the the, the divisions are the problem. Um, it, it, they're vertical divisions among lower classes that are are placed there by people that don't want you to pay attention to the horizontal divisions between the classes. Because a bunch of poor people that are obsessed about whether they're Chinese or white are not both are saying, "Well, we're both poor," and completely outnumber the people that are. And and, and so it's a. And, and, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just saying, like every time we, we and so then when I as a person who's like maybe I'd like to think of myself as somewhere in between as a person who grew up poor and then started writing TV and then therefore famous by a kind of like populist proxy and not elected office and not corporate hostile takeover like I just it, that, that and then I, I grew up on the internet so I'm hanging out with 15 year olds arguing with them but it, it, it's like all they're saying is you shouldn't be here 
You shouldn't be here. You're a loser for being here. Why are you here, you loser? Why are you talking to me? Just give me money or get out of here. You know, give me a job or or shut up. Just promote your dumb shit and like do your one-way broadcasts of whatever you're selling and and otherwise stop stop being a human. Stop reacting to me like you're a human being. It's like the, I can't help but look at it as like the self-policing of a lower class that somebody at the top is just laughing at constantly. All right, take a sip. We'll both take a sip right now. All right, so uh, obviously I got a little babble in me. <laughs> um, so why don't we turn it over? Do, do you want to talk about like your experience like uh, uh, after the podcast dropped, like poking around the internet? Uh, yeah, um, I think the nice... I was very, very hesitant about doing this, but I did go look on the Reddit thread um, after her... Well, my my boyfriend was on it, and he and he told me to look at it, and uh, and it was it was nice because I was pleasantly surprised because even though people were disagreeing with me and each other, like I think for the most part, everyone was at least offering thoughtful responses, and even if I disagree with what they're saying, like no one's out now just being a dick. Like right. they have whatever reasons they have for disagreeing with uh each other and i feel like that's our best case scenario is getting people to talk about this stuff more one um recurring uh, sentiment um in the emails has been people to uh have kind of taken issue with uh uh with you saying that millennials uh don't want to talk about race right because a lot of people were like i'm a millennial and my friends and i all talk about race that's that's exactly what i saw right away that's it's like like if you looked at 50 things and i don't know that you did and i looked at one thing that's like it's interesting to hear you say that that that's prevalent because i looked at one thing saw that and like closed my laptop because it was an immediate conversation about how wrong i was but (laughs) but 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 hey that's that that is great news i love being wrong about that and 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 the truth is if you listen to that episode or these three episodes i completely contradict myself immediately like i i i'm i'm it's a it's a potpourri of like all these like weird opinions i've been forming over 10 years about millennials like what does millennial mean it means young person now it means old person yeah. but uh, i'm even older and, and it means younger old person and, and it means it means it just means like it's like the word hipster it's like whatever so i, I kind of what, what i really meant like let's remove the word millennial from it what mm-hmm. i what i should have said was hey like like we we have gotten this far but like having this sort of like party foul kind of like um boundary around these conversations where it's just it's such a social faux pas to to um acknowledge race it 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 automatically puts you on the lowest road and and it puts it puts it doesn't necessarily put every dumb person on a higher road it just affords the you could be the most racist person in the room in a in a way that I would consider genuinely racist i e having real actual <laughs> unconscious like thoughts that need to be unpacked about the inferiority of people who are different from you. Um, and you could easily learn or accidentally stumble into through fear, a socially acceptable behavior that will get you through the hippest party, the smartest panel. You won't be exposed, you know, as a person who needs to learn more shit if you just keep your mouth shut. Whereas if you talk about stuff and ask questions and reach out, you're 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 at risk. Your chance of coming of getting crucified um, increase like by orders of magnitude. Yeah, you're basically doing the opposite of that by having this podcast, which is you're 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 being you're willing to be the lightning rod. In the uh, in the pursuit of just advancing the conversation, yeah. And so I'm sorry, millennials. If you if you sit around and talk about nothing but race, that's great. And I, I, I you're right. I'm wrong. So that's a great example. We whited that wrong. <laughs> well, I think that I, I mean I think that this is like the wokest generation. But that's also that's uh, here's the thing. It's like I also think this is a very very divided uh, generation. And I think that there are like super woke millennials. And I think there are millennials who don't want to talk about race or just like outwardly are so sick of what they think of as PC culture that they're going the opposite way, which is like, I want to get, I want to say whatever the fuck I want and I don't care who it offends because I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want, regardless of how it affects other people, because I'm not a decent human being. And I think another thing is that people are so afraid to be called racist. Like, 
white people act like being called racist is worse than being a victim of racism. Yeah. And uh, and I think that the problem is that people don't understand. And somebody somebody wrote the, wrote in that, uh, and I think this is such a great way to phrase it, which is that racism is a spectrum, and it's not just. Either you're a good person, you're a good progressive liberal person, or you're KKK. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all this middle ground in between that everybody falls under. Yeah, there's like, a million ways to be racist. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, that was kind of the idea of the Pierce character on Community, by the way, was that he was a liberal, like a lot of baby boomers who were at Woodstock and, and things and loved the Beatles and followed them through their sitar phase and therefore understand the idea that equality is supposed to be a thing, but that make their their children cringe because in the pursuit of their of, of their definition of equality they're saying really embarrassing things and revealing that they still have separate sets of rules for precious black people who they mm-hmm. desperately want to help and see set free you know and and that, and that like a classic example of that like generational thing is like when when that 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 horrible point in the Hillary Clinton like campaign when the there was just that unfortunate mixture of like sound bites about you know there's a there's a special place in hell for women who do, who vote for Bernie Sanders and, and it was like Gloria Steinem it was like these it was like these like these classic old school heroes of feminism who were just you know who knows what happened there but it was this horrible watching this car crash between 25 year olds that were like who the fuck do you think you are <laughs> like, like telling me that the reason I'm interested in socialism is because I want to get laid like, like are you fucking out of your mind like and it was it kind of created this crazy generational example but it's like you can't tell me that Gloria Steinem and 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 I can't remember who other, the other person was during that like soundbite collision you can't tell me those people didn't have their hearts in the right place. I mean, they, they were motivated by politics, but they, you can't tell me they weren't feminists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In that in that context. Anyways, there's a, that, that contradicts my next point, which is, by the way, <laughs> since I since we recorded those three episodes, you know, in therapy and stuff, and I'm trying to like, I I I, I want to like, I'm I want to keep an eye on how often I'm talking for other people. You know, like like I, to the extent that I might represent the doofuses, uh, the white people out there, or whatever. Like, fine, that's great. But I I that's another mistake. I you can see as soon as as soon as I say something like that, like hey millennials, you don't like this or that. It's like you're just inviting. That's the whole. That's part of the whole problem, right? It's like pluralizing people, um, telling them what they are, referring to them not as individual human beings, but like saying, well, you know, Mexicans are worried about this today. Did you know that? And it's like you're just you're just asking for someone <laughs> to, to to go like, are you fucking? Can't, you can't tell me that because I'm Mexican, I'm worried about something. That's awful. Like, like, like and and so like I I, I want to keep an eye on that. There's so much to talk about. But I think it's so valuable for me in particular to talk about it from like what I know. And, 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 and then so reapproaching that thing of like when I said, oh, you millennials, you don't like talking about race. A better way of putting that using my I statements would be I have been feeling racist for 20 years <laughs> because I want to keep talking. I'm obsessed with race. And um, I'm getting the idea looking around me right now that the people that. I felt were judging me are wrong. <laughs> and those people might have been 70, they might have been 17, and it might have been a b- Russian bot on uh, the, the, the Tumblr comment. I don't know. But. The Dan Harmon autobiography is titled, <laughs> I Feel the People Who Are Judging Me Are Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, I, I mean, I think it all comes down to the uncomfortableness around talking about race, I think it all comes down to people's fear of like being labeled racist and not understanding that racism is a spectrum. Like I had this long conversation slash fight with someone uh, uh, this earlier this year um, where he was talking about how um, like he was like, you have to admit that the term racist has evolved. Whereas before, you know, like decades ago, racist meant you hate, you know, right. a certain race and you, you think someone's an animal. You yeah. Don't want yeah. Them in your school. With exactly. Your and now when you say something, when you talk about racism, you're referring to systemic racism, the way that this country, the way the country is built and how all systems are in place. It is an unseen and more sinister way of being racist, you know, and it's not just some, 
somebody in a white robe marching in the streets. It's it's you're talking about how the the entire system is stacked against people of color and stacked for white people. And it's basically it was just saying like you have to admit that the, the term has have changed and our understanding of the word has changed. And that's what people are bristling against. But it's like no, it's just more that we have a more nuanced understanding of racism because we understand now, or at least, you know, white people are starting to understand now because people of color have always understood this, that it's not, it it is, it's this wide spectrum. It's anything from microaggressions to like out and out hate crime. I read a blog of many, many years ago that I thought was pretty good advice. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a cure all. It doesn't, pre- it doesn't prevent all problems in conversation, but I, but I thought it was like a really good insight. It was by a black gentleman. Um, that's his pen name. <laughs> a black gentleman. Um, he, he, he was saying like he tries to refrain from calling people racist and try because everybody is on guard against categorization and dismissal and so if you really want someone to change if you want to have a conversation um you know he he that he he tries to um confine it to um uh, that sounds racist what you just said what Mm -hmm. you're saying sounds racist that looks racist what's going on right so it kind of removes it from you by one degree that way everyone you 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 stand side by side almost it's not gonna like trick someone into thinking you know (laughs) oh yeah look at that the dialogue balloon up there that does look racist (laughs) but 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 it does on a certain atomic level at Mm -hmm. least it's it's one overture it's one layer of overture that it's like, like um, oh, I'm standing side by side with you as a human being and looking at what you're saying. And I'm saying to me, that sounds racist. Yeah. Um, what might, you know, and that, and that, that, that at least like isn't a, a, isn't a portcullis that's like slamming down between two people who now have no ability even to, because it, again, it's like if, you know, we, we, we want the ultimate goal is to, is to, is to get rid of these, any, any, any divisions, not differences between people, but divisions divisions between them like different sets of rules and stuff like we don't want we we want to live in a world where maybe it's as noticeable that someone is a different race as as like among white people that you're you you have a hair color or that it's like oh look at me I'm, I'm so italian like like that 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 and then it doesn't then bleed over into like weird like classifications where oh you're Oh, you're you're Chinese. I I I assumed you'd be bad at washing this dish. Like, like when you're like, wait a minute, why why that you didn't think that about? It? You know, it's it's like it it, it so. Um, anyways, I'd love a list of what you think Chinese stereotypes are. I, I, they all have big knees, and they love carrots. Some of this might be rabbits. I'm a little drunk. Um, that was Shrab. I gotta give Shrab credit, and I, I doubt Shrab listens to this podcast. But I, that that was a joke I lifted from his when we we did college radio in Milwaukee, and he had a bit called the racist update, which is an agent. So it was just like fake racist stuff. So you got, it was just always being updated. It go from now on, black people have big knees and they love carrots. I always wonder how you would deal with a racist, but who was just objectively wrong about their stereotypes, or if like they kept calling you by the wrong racial slur. I, I think that's one of the more important ways to diffuse it. Like, I, I, I thought that's one of the more effective ways that I've seen. Like, I, one of the one of the coolest, funniest ways to deal with racism comedically that I ever saw was like Howard Stern having a. Daniel, what's his name, the KKK guy on his show, in some contexts where it's like he's not just giving him a sounding board. But I mean, there was one, there was like a video bit that Howard Stern did where he had that guy, Daniel Carver, is that his name? Um, and he had, and the guy is so earnest about his KKK ness. And like when you reduce it to just like Boy Scout eagerness and then like give them challenges and ask them and go, and he, he, like Howard Stern like made a game show of it and had him arrange. He had this thing. It was like it had Eskimo, lesbian. Oh, he- he had a like Mexican. He had to rate like in order. Bisexual, yeah, like like, and he and it was it was. I can't remember. I remember being first of all surprised at what he put on the bottom because uh, it wasn't just. I would have thought. Do you like, remember what it was? No, I. Th- but I think I think it might have been lesbian or something. Like it was like 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 it's like it's that that's. I mean, already now you're being drawn in. Yeah, and I think there's like there is a kind of like. 
to me, that's and maybe that's a '90s definition of it. Maybe that's that's passe now, and that's, that's not as funny to people because it's like, well, don't you don't joke about racism because now you because uh, guess who else jokes about racism? Richard Spencer, you know, like 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 these guys joke about it. Yeah, that's like, you but, know what? This is something good to talk about, which is that like a lot of writers. Um, uh, white writers, white male writers, like, get really upset and say, like, well, why can't I make, like, you know, comedy should be boundless and there shouldn't be any restrictions on comedy and, like, every joke should be, should fly, you know? But here's the problem is that, like, every single racist joke that, like, I think shouldn't exist and is offensive is offensive first and foremost because it's a bad joke. Like, here's the thing. I think you can make a racist joke, but it has to be the greatest fucking joke. Like, it has to be an incredible fucking joke. And it, it has to be so fucking funny that it transcends the the racism of the joke. Mm-hmm. And, like, and the guys who get pissed off, the only guys who get pissed off about being restricted about what kind of jokes they make are hacks. Right. Like, they're always the guys who make, like, really, really hacky, like, 80-sounding, like, jokes that you've heard a million fucking times at, like, like sad Las Vegas lounges with, like, you know, with, like, some old, like, coked-up comedian making the same, like, oh, Asian guys have small dicks jokes. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, this is your fucking hill to die on. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're you angry because you can't write a better joke. That's a, so, something, to not to put too many words in, in Glover's mouth, but I remember having a conversation with Donald Glover about that um, and getting the like the inspiring message i got from him who's much younger than me and was dealing with like on set like there's a <laughs> it's the second time i've referred to this anonymous person but like dealing with some shit where it's I, that, where i found myself apologizing as if i was an ambassador and saying like i'm sorry <laughs> sorry about that behavior and like and i remember and having a conversation with him where one of the things that donald said that really like like clicked with me was like he he was like yeah no it's no big deal I mean it's just like it's it's just not funny it doesn't matter like you don't have to go after something that's not funny it's just like it just becomes boring yeah it's just like 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 old 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 kind of like the eighties definition of like edgy stuff that's like kind of descended from maybe a Don Ricklesy kind of like like which is which is, again I think like you know you got it's like the Lenny Bruce's and Don Rickles that are going like hey I'm gonna say. You know, I'm going to, hey, look at this Chinese guy in the front row. He's thinking this. Where's my rice? Where's my chopstick? And, and like, I, I, I know it's, it sounds absurd to, to, to say it. Nobody wants to. Be, <laughs> no one can defend this stuff in a vacuum. You just sound like an idiot, like, like going like, well, give it a chance. That's kind of funny. Or, or they, but, but they, I mean, it, it, in a certain context, like, 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 I mean, at least you watch the Lenny Bruce movie and it's like, you can, you can, you can see what's going on there is like, like it's that whole thing that that of like oh are you afraid I'm gonna say this and why are you afraid I'm gonna say it and it was like it was valuable enough on its own it was a, it was at least more valuable than total silence um, combined with systemic racism like a Chinese person not allowed in that room and then they're doing comedy and like I don't know why am I why did I go down the alley of <laughs> I, I'm not here to <laughs> uphold. It, it, but but yeah. So then you have guys who are like, you know, they're 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 like, hey, yeah, I want to do this kind of comedy, and how dare you infringe upon my comedic First Amendment rights to like make this joke? It's like nobody's nobody's putting you in jail for saying yeah. it. They're just and saying also, you're guess not what? Funny. The first uh, people who cite the First Amendment, it's like it goes fucking both ways. Like if you get to have the right to say whatever the fuck you want, so do I. So I get to say you're a fucking asshole and a racist. Then like, right. it's so weird that they think. Uh, the First Amendment is this weird one-way street where only they get to say what they want and other people can't comment on it. And by the way, like, the First Amendment only covers the government not allowing you to say anything. Right, like, it just means the police can't arrest you yeah. for saying shit, which they used to be able to anyway. They used to just, like, they still had obscenity laws and stuff. And they oh, would just, God, like, I'd love it the if jail. the fucking police will just arrest people who write bad jokes. Like, just the fucking hack police would be but my you dream definitely, come true. But you don't, well, yeah, but it would have to be, ha- but what if they 
they did that, and then and then half of the hack jokes are hack because they're racist, or hack and racist, and then that ra- that's exactly what is happening functionally without the cops getting involved. That's what those people are feeling. They're they're like, oh, I'm you know, like this would be hilarious if it weren't for PC culture um, coming down. Yeah, because that's what's preventing people from laughing at the bad joke. I have that feeling sometimes when I'm doing my podcast, like what, what in front of a live audience, and like it, like I get I get frustrated with the audience for being triggered by phrases i i but it's you may as well get frustrated with a beach for like washing your sandcastle away i mean i don't but it but i i do and i say it and I, but because I, i'm i'm there to express my frustration so like I, i'll i'll say like 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 there's a phrase of like 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 uh you know in 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 the law talking about like the philosophy of law which is like silence is consent like when you're talking about injustice if you're watching something happen and you don't do anything silence is consent i remember saying that phrase and people just because they heard the word consent right and 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 they just all went oh and i got i got really you know i was like fuck you dumbasses you fucking idiots like 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 but you know i never said that phrase again and i'll and it's like, like there's no slippery slope there it's just like oh you know, slippery slope. Hello. <laughs> you uh, also gave a very coy look when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but I, you know, it's 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 a, it is like a it's a, it's like number one. Everyone's right. Like well, I I said that phrase. Uh, without being racist, uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, in that case, uh, without without loving rape, um, uh, the the audience reacted to that phrase obviously without thinking. I mean, they can't really be blamed for anything. I, I often though, that's there's like a little line there where I go like, I do get mad at the audience when I feel like. Like there, it's just like, will you fucking relax and trust me so that you don't like, 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 aren't you putting a couple nanoseconds of computation on this shit if you're actually reacting to word combinations instead of like, but I mean, I think that's an example of like, if you're 25, maybe you've never heard that phrase in that, in the, in the jurisprudence, like, uh, context, you know, like maybe, and, and, and then you're like hearing that you've only heard the word consent and silence, like in, in really specific hot button context. So then it's like, it just, it just, it just got like, it just elicits a reaction. Then I get mad at that reaction again for a blameless reason. I'm, I'm allowed to get frustrated with that reaction because, oh God, language is being mitigated. This is, this sucks because that phrase in particular particular is about um all that's required for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing you know it's like that that kind of it's a, that's an important righteous like concept silence is consent when you're talking about politics and 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 for that to suddenly be assailed by a knee-jerk fashionable uh reaction um it's it, 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 it's in the moment very frustrating so they had their first amendment right to 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 Grown. I had my First Amendment right to 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 go like fuck you people, <laughs> and round and round we go. Yeah, and like no police need to be involved. I do understand that panic that sets in for creatives about that slippery slope thing, where it's like, what's next? Book burning. That that fear that you're participating in a thing that is like, oh, fundamentally, this is such a issue. Like like like, but it, but. I, I he maybe this is me getting old and tired, but I, the epiphany that counters that is it, it, it the system doesn't work on a fundamental level. There is no it's to to worry about the atomic minutia of well technically if I don't do this joke because it makes nuns uncomfortable. Aren't I on a on a, an atomic creative level acquiescing to the man? But dude, come on! You're on an atomic <laughs> level. You're acquiescing to the man when you get out of bed, <laughs> because you don't like you don't you don't run out into the street and shit the N word all over the pavement for helicopters to see. Like you're you're making compromises. You poop in the toilet. You don't spell anything with yeah. it. You learn the alphabet instead of a different alphabet or making up your own. Like it's it's a society. And that, if if it's your right to get out of bed and say shit that uh that offends nuns, then the nuns have the right to say you're a piece of shit and you suck. And then you can if you can parlay that into being the comic that nuns hate as many have 
you can enjoy great success. And and and, and I yeah, you'll th- find your niche in the anti-nun <laughs> demographic. <laughs> and I do think I mean there is and, and again as Jessica is saying like I which I fully agree it's like it will always come down to whether it's funny. Yeah, it, it, I, like there is I, I I agree with the old George Carlin like like observation that yeah no matter what you think I I, I disagree with anyone that says there are topics that are off limits. I don't believe, but that's just comedy theory. That's mm-hmm. just, that's not saying we need to be able to do these jokes. Like that might not be your style. It might not be your voice. It might not be the time that that's like a teed up thing. It 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 it. it, it but I do disagree that there's anything off limits because there that's crazy to bother to have that rule. That rule is called politeness like i i don't say the n-word in my comedy act if as, as if i had one <laughs> the reason i the reason i would never say the n-word yeah like, like, the reason like, the show is not rick and n-word uh, the reason I, if i was standing in front of a hundred people and we're not talking to microphone the reason i don't use the n-word in in, in whatever i'm saying uh is, is is not entirely because i'm so respectful of my fellow man it's not because of what, what's right and wrong it's because i'm an entertainer and i don't want to derail the show and i certainly don't want anyone in the audience particularly in this case probably the two black people that are there if there's a hundred people gathered to see dan Harmon uh do 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 his babbling like i don't th- those are two people that are now miserable and confused and like having to like deal with a social situation and also the 98 people that aren't black are also dealing with that because everyone's like empathy is swirling and turbulent However, if I'm a genius, if I'm the new Lenny Bruce and I want to cut through all that with the use of that scalpel, that word, like, okay, great. The proving ground is if it works. And if it doesn't, you know, it's, 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 it's like the conversations about whether or not something's allowed are pretty dumb. I just love now imagining that you are 24-7 fighting the urge to scream <laughs> the N-word constantly. Well, I, to tell you the truth, man, as a fan of like the, you know, urban kind of like uh, patois or whatever, like I... That, no, there's sometimes because that's a that's a word that you can use to punctuate an observation that's like has nothing to do with with race and everything to do with culture. That's like a really effective, like fun cultural thing. So, you, you know, to be perfectly frank, yeah, I mean, if if it would be great if there was a sandbox where where, but it, it's like who cares? Like it'd also be great if I had flying boots. Like I, it's it's just not the case. Like I. It, it, it's 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 <laughs> there's lots of words I can use that don't have that, but it's like it would be it's a it's a fun word to use as a flourish. Um, what are you, Quentin Tarantino? No, no, because Tarantino uses it as a noun to refer to people in dialogue, or like what he's addressing. It's like I'm talking about the way that um, a black comic might use it, or a character like, like what, it's just a it's a funny fun word to at, to tack on to uh, to a to a to a, to a, to a to a to an already funny like observation like it's it's like I'm jealous of 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 the use of that word because it's so sure. it's so powerful right I, I mean we're just being frank here I'm yeah. never I'm, but it's like I, I don't sit at home and go it's unfair that I don't get to use it <laughs> you just you just sit at home like in awe thinking like wow like what a great punctuating word that. I just I just laugh really hard. I mean, it's like like Chappelle, like mm-hmm. the Chappelle show was popular, for, like like for one like of many reasons was that like finally on basic cable there was a sketch show where where they were able to like employ that word as the incredibly yeah. powerful flathead screwdriver that it was with the, all the power that fulcrum was like it it just kind of kept popping up that word and it was like really fun for white people uh, <laughs> to just be able to hear it. Yeah, what's you know what's interesting to me is when white people bristle. At at not being allowed to use a certain word and it comes up I mean I hopefully almost everybody should understand that you can if you are not black you cannot use the the n-word but like there is a lot of like gray area with other racial terms like um, I mean, to this day, a huge swath of the country, um, the white population doesn't understand that you're not supposed to use the word oriental to describe Asians. And, and the, and when they're told, in my experience, whenever I tell somebody who uses the word oriental to not use it, they're usually like, why not? That's what it, descri- you know, it describes right. an Asian. Like, what's the problem with it? You know, and it's like, 
if someone is telling you, don't use this word to talk about me because right. it doesn't make me feel good, like, why is your reaction? Why doesn't it make you feel good? Why can't I use a word that right. I rarely, like, how often do you even need to use that word? It's not going to affect your everyday life. But, like, what kind of asshole are you if someone says, hey, this word you use once every 10 months, maybe really, really fucking bums me out and hurts my feelings and brings back traumatic memories. And it'd be great if you don't use it. I'm asking you. I like that. Well, I mean, you'll probably tell me I'm wrong, but like, I I imagine that any two human beings face to face where someone is actually saying what you just said, like, it's it's like, oh, no, that's an idealized situation where there's probably going to be earnest communication and a change effective. Like, I think the thing that keeps everything pumped and like revved up is like. I'm going to pull a figure out of my ass eight times out of ten that a white person is being told that a word is newly off limits. It's by another white person um, and, and certainly someone who isn't actually offended and isn't expressing an honest offense. They're saying they're literally not saying um, that hurts me. I'm a human being. Could you respect me? I would prefer it if you, if you want to be friends with me, if you want to communicate with me, that word makes me feel bad. It's it's so often just like this thing that a, a, a human being worth their salt should bristle against, which is autocratic fucking like edicts like flung in someone's face it's just, like they, that, that don't make sense and they do have questions in the moment in the middle of like you're not supposed to say that word anymore like if I if I said that to you mm-hmm. you would have questions if you if you were talking about cake mixing and said like take two cups of flour and I said you can't say flour you would be like, what? Why? What? Since when? What's going on? What's happening? And for you, the Oriental thing, and for most people who live in a in a in a in a, in a port city, uh, you know, like, like like who who are maybe on Twitter every day, it's like it's like we catch up to this stuff. But I, I just I just I just caught up to. I wasn't using the word prostitute all the time anyway, so it didn't like put me in any situations. But I just found out a couple weeks ago that prostitute was ta- has been permanently taken off the table. That that you're that you're possibly supposed to use sex worker, but I, I still have fucking questions about that because I I don't know if of if porn actors want to be. I don't know if it's outmoded to, but there used to be a division between porn actors feeling like you know they're, they're, that what they did was different from from the equally respectable but totally different occupation of what we called prostitution. I, I have all these questions. I, I have a bunch of questions. My questions aren't uh, because I, uh, I, I, I want anyone to hurt. And they're not even because I want to be able to use like my precious word prostitute. I want to use whatever fucking words make everybody happy. But I do have questions when someone just goes, take off that hat. Put those mittens on. Tie your shirt. Sure, shoes. but there's a difference between like a white person saying, "Oh, did you hear the news? You can't use Oriental anymore," versus like an Asian person saying, "That's what I'm like, saying." But I, don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, don't use that word because because it never. You get a sense of where people are coming from, what their intent is when they talk to you, and it's not. It's generally never like a curious, like a, "Oh, how come?" Please tell me the you know the evolution of what happened it's usually like a it's usually like a why not and then the que- the, the there's follow up questions which is like well how is it different than right. this no, yeah, why yeah. is it blah, blah, you know what i mean they it's start what you're pushing it's, back with logic yeah, because because it's, it's the sea lining and, yeah. and there's something I, I wish i was fucking good enough to articulate the, like 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 where, where where we've arrived right now because this is something i was just talking to my therapist about this is the intersection where logic it, 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 it is such it comes it's seeping into what should be an impact Empathic exchange. And like I, you know, it's like I agree with you. I think the world agrees, except for maybe Nazis who would be like, why are you talking to a Chinese person in the first place? But I think the world, the non Nazi world agrees. If someone says to you, that word makes me feel bad, um, could you? Stop using it. <laughs> um, that that if it's if it's not that that that, that pretty much that that's going to be an effective exchange. I'm, I, but I don't mean to. You you would know better. You've been on the business end if you've had those experiences. However, I I I, I it's there, there's this fucking issue that I'm dealing with in therapy. Because now my therapy sessions have become part sociology experiment because I'm like this straight white dude who is a a, a married lesbian's patient who and and we're living in this like 
fucking weird movement where for the first time straight white men are experiencing like the the anxiety of of like uh, being talked about constantly and referred to as a color and a and a and a, and a category and and so it's like boohoo for us it's world's smallest violin but at the same time it's like she 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 was going like yeah do you feel you know it's like it's weird isn't it like how does it feel as a guy who's like you've never really done anything wrong that you've told me about like 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 you know you've, you know you you're looking back through your life and saying like well i've i've never really really trusted women and there's all these confessional things on a on a soul level that you have to deal with but you've never weinsteined anybody you've never you've never you've never you've gotten away with all of your uh, uh, misaligned wheels in terms of gender thought and, and can now maybe align your tires and you, and you got away scot-free, but you still feel weird. Don't you? And I'm like, yeah, it feels like it just feels like I'm just on a, on an edge. I just, and I feel, I feel worried for friends. I feel worried for, I feel worried for people who transgressed 20 years ago, who now, you know, maybe are completely different people. And, 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 and I, I don't, I, there's nothing to blame and there's nothing to do. And she says, and, and, and she was like, she used the example of like gay people reading about like a gay bashing incident or a, or, or, or even, and, 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 and I suddenly realized like, this is all about shame because she was saying like that's how it feels like when you're a person of any category and the category is like there's a spotlight on it in any way it makes you itchy it makes you and she and and i kind of like i kind of started like to well up because i just i was so proud of myself no i i i i I, I was like because when, when i realized i was like i was like wait are you saying that if a gay person reads uh, a, a news story about a gay, another, a strange, a gay stranger in the Midwest being like handcuffed to a fence post and like beaten to death. Um, that, that as a gay person reading that story, you, your, your feelings are not just outrage, anger, you know, it's just like, no, there's like, there's a, there's a, there's a fear and a shame. Like, like a, a, a feeling of like, is there something wrong with me? Is that why this is happening? And I was like, oh my God. Because like, oh, okay. So we're all feeling that. It's like, it's possible for anyone to feel that. Nobody wants to be a part of a society where it's like, if we just had tags on us that had a series of numbers and we all looked the same, and, and but, but there's just like tags dangling off of us that had like random seeming numbers. But like, you started to notice that some people, some people's numbers started with three and some people had eight in the middle sequence and things. And then there were just these regular announcements over a loudspeaker going section eight report to, or this, or not even report just like, you know, uh, section eight, uh, always wears red hats or I don't know, just any mention, any mention of it. Like, 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 you you just be on edge, you know. Like if 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 there were electric jolts involved and things like that, you can start to sophisticate that experiment. But it's like it. Nobody, everybody wants to be. We all have we all have we all have our we all have our wonderful moments of like kiss me I'm Irish and I'm so proud to be a Chinese woman. That's I felt that the other day. <laughs> but but like I mean pride. That, that's what I said to her. I was like I was like you know it's weird because there's no gay shame parades. Obviously there's no gay fear parades because you, we don't celebrate that. We don't want that to well, be. Well I mean you don't, but there are plenty of people <laughs> well, okay. who do. Yeah, there's I guess like a gay shame parade every 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 day in some living rooms. Or but I I I, I like. I'm, yeah, but uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like there's this there's this emphasis put on we need to be brave and we need to be proud. And so black is beautiful and gay pride and and um, uh, women are equals. And, and like I'm proud to be a woman and I don't want to be a man. I just want to be an equal woman. And, and like that when that, that pride does swell your chest and you go like, yeah, because we're changing. But it, it, it it's easy to forget or rather easy to admit to each other that um, the reason why that feels empowering is because the first um feeling that we're trying to run from is um is is shame because that's not that's not heroic to admit and it's also not uh friendly to ask (laughs) do you feel ashamed to be chinese today did you feel a little chinese shame you'd be like fuck you you prick like what do you mean i'm not ashamed to be chinese why would i be no but shame i mean that is a huge part of like growing up an other in america specifically like i i guarantee you every single asian person who grew up in america has at some point in their childhood felt ashamed to be asian and it's because they go to school and everyone else the majority are not 
Asian and they get made fun of for something. Like, I have very distinct memories of, like, and I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley, which is, like, 90% Chinese people. And I still have memories of being made to feel like other and, like, I don't belong and, like, being Asian is weird. Like, I remember this kid coming up to me and telling me that her her dad said that Chinese people drive like crazy to me. And this is a like, kid I didn't... It's like just a lot? You can this just, is just spend a, kid, a lot of time on the road? This is a kid I didn't know. And this was like <laughs> elementary school, by the way. Like, and I still... This is something I still remember from like first grade, you know? Like some random girl coming up to me and saying that to me. Like things like that. It's really like... Like, and any, t- and all Asian kids, like, have that moment where they brought lunch to school and everybody else made fun of them because their lunch is stinky and weird looking and probably has some form of seafood in it, you Whoa. know? Um, and, you know, it's, it's these, these are the things you don't think about that you take for granted. Like, wh- the funny thing, the lighter side of it is, like, the first time, like, white food was so exotic to me when I was a kid. Um, because, you know, I grew up only eating Chinese food, and my parents only made Chinese food, and I didn't have any white food until I started school, until I started preschool. And I remember the first time I bit into a bologna and cheese sandwich, it was, like, <laughs> transformative. <laughs> like, it was the most magical taste I'd ever had in my mouth, and it was amazing. It was just because some girl, like, traded me half a sandwich for whatever garbage I was eating. And I came home, and I told my parents, like, I ate the most amazing amazing thing like you guys have to get me I need to get my hands on this again like uh, like I was fiending for it <laughs> and like a five year old can't articulate what bologna is because I didn't even know what it was I didn't know if it was meat or like some sort of weird bread like I didn't even know what bologna was I just knew that I had to have more and I was trying to explain to my parents and they didn't know what the fuck was going on and so uh, they tr- you know then they tried bless them like they took me and so we went to a white market you know to, to try to find this mystical thing that I was talking about Wide-eyed Tonys. <laughs> and I didn't know what the f- where, what section to even look in because I'm five <laughs> years old. And they took me to the cheese aisle and they were like, okay, like, tell, tell us which thing to get. And so I picked Swiss cheese because it was the only thing I recognized from cartoons is cheese. <laughs> so I was like, I know cheese has holes in it. And so we got Swiss. So basically, long story short, what I ended up was with was, uh, based on my description to my parents, they, they served me a... A piece of white bread, a slice of Swiss cheese, and a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, how, which actually sounds pretty good. The, the, it was actually delicious. The, that's the thing about white food is it's pretty modular. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not a lot to clash, you know? Yeah, and the first time I ate peanut butter was in preschool, and it was also amazing. Oh, uh, now you can't. Because, now I can't. Because that, because that fucking race of peanut allergists... So the, we can be racist against them, right? Little, 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 the, the 2017 little Jessica will never... We'll yeah. never experience that moment. Um, truck Junior. The, 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 <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the, the, um, the the but I'm just curious. Like, do you think like as a as a as a 34? Wait, do, yeah, you, I just turned 34 last week. As a 34 year old, remembering being five, do you think any of that had to do with uh, was the was the Obviously, it tasted good because it was different. But how much? How much of how, were you tasting assimilation? Were you ta- like because you had you been you'd been made fun of for your for your Asian food? And were you like? Because I, I remember being a kid and being just terrified of like being different too, being different from my friends. If they mm-hmm. had Oreos in their lunch bag and I didn't have yeah. Oreos, if I if it was just like and then again that was a lot of that had to do with well for me it was clear to see that it was class because there was no racial difference so or or cultural culinary difference. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of like I got butter bread sandwiches and these guys got peanut butter. I got generic cereal and they got tricks at their sleepovers and, and stuff like that. Like how much of this was maybe you going like I want to. I don't want to get made fun of anymore. I mean, that's all. That's all of childhood, you know. But you're, it's especially stacked against you when at home you're living in a, you're living in a different world in a different country at home, and then you go to school and you. That's how kids learn about race, you know. You go to school and everybody's like, "That's not normal." And that's I feel not like what kinda, we do. You kind of feel betrayed, right? Because these yeah. strangers, they have so much more power, even though you love your parents. But you feel like your parents, like all you know about them in this context is that they drop you off at this shithole and they're yeah. and they're like fine with you being there and then you come home from school and they have the gall to say how how was your day and you want to just like beat them and say 
Like, it was fucking horrible. What did you think when I was weeping when you yeah. dropped me off? Like, I don't want to go to school. I like sitting behind a sofa and reading a book. Like, I don't want to go there ever again. I fucking hate you. Why are you asking me about it? Fuck you. Like, there's this kind of, like, yeah. and then you see that playing out in, 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 yeah. in, in movies and TV shows. And but, stuff. like, when you're a kid, when you're a child of immigrants, you, you have to very early on learn to be the ambassador between two worlds, you know, because your parents are either aren't assimilating or are too slow to assimilate, whereas you're picking it up because you're a sponge, because you're a kid, and you learn very, very quickly, like, oh, they exist in a different world. And, and the stakes I have are to, higher because yeah. if someone rings your parents' doorbell to collect rent and they have a hard time understanding and vice versa, the person doesn't go, what, are you going to pee in my Coke, you fucking... <laughs> slanty fucking piece of shit they're gonna go like okay look I can't understand you that well so uh, you'll be foreclosed on later like like they, it's like great fine fuck you like it's like adult, adults have like money and power to exchange in and kids are yeah. just like yeah it's like you you end up being the translator for everything you have to kind of be their buffer to the outside world and you're way too young to 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 be in charge of shit like that, you know? And also, like, the way people kind of, um, like, I had to go to, my parents worked all the time. I was a latchkey kid, and, like, they, you know, I would ha- I would go walk to a daycare center after elementary school, and, and then I would always be the last kid at daycare to be picked up. Like, I was always the kid standing with the teacher outside on the curb because they'd already locked up the whole daycare center, yeah, like, waiting, my waiting for my parents. My favorite childhood memory was there was a daycare center in the uh, bowling alley that, um, that my mom bowled at, and um, there was, like, kind of of a mix-up, right? Because I, I I would just hide, and uh, um, and then uh, all the parents like come and pick up the kids, and um, and then they they closed up one time with me in there. Daycare was a nightmare. There was a girl that put a crayon in my mouth. I, I, I like I, I just like, like like girls were obsessed with me, and like not in a good way. I think they just like I don't know. It's just like a monster to them, and they like wanted to experiment on me. And I, I just I just hide. I, I was I just I just I just find a place to just like sit and like kind of just like stim or something. <laughs> like and uh, and then like all the lights went out. And the door closed. I was like, I had time to be like, no, wait, I'm in here. But I was stoked to, to beyond the max. Like, I was like so fucking happy. Uh, like, like, but, but combined with like a self pitying sadness is like, oh, I'm a little poopy monster that got left behind. It was like, th- that's what I deserve and that's what I love. And I, it's like, I just remember it so clearly. Like, and, 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 and it was just, it was like good solid, like five to seven minutes while my mom probably freaked the fuck out yeah. and thought that I. Had been abducted by some Satanist cult or whatever they were scared of back then, a rapper, uh, and 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 then. But but I just like I was just walking around all precious and like running my finger across like tables and like like humming a little <laughs> tune. Like I thought I was in like some musical about loneliness or something. Anyways, sorry. Well, I mean, uh, what, but my, <laughs> I mean, at least I had somebody who like waited outside on the curb for me. But I remember at this daycare center. Well, my mom they, was a good bowler. She the, was probably cleaning up. <laughs> some <laughs> I don't know she probably had like more pins to hit or something I don't know so at this daycare center like they would all they would have me like at that point I picked up enough English because you know as you know I immigrated when I was four but I picked up enough English where I could tra- I could then I had become a translator but I remember there was this one elderly grandma who had come to pick up her kids and she spoke Cantonese and I spoke Mandarin and those are completely different languages like that's like she speaks Portuguese and I speak French. Like it's not even Spanish. Yeah, like it's it's very different, you know, and it's a totally different language and they kept having me come and translate and every time I would tell her I don't speak that language. Right. And, and like, but it's Chinese. Yeah, and but and the thing is it's like if I tell you that once just fucking remember and on a weekly basis they would try to like catch me at like they like I don't know if they thought I was just lying because I didn't want to do it but every week they would try to like be like hey come translate for this lady and I'd be like I know it's the same lady and I've already told you we don't speak the same language I haven't magically picked up Cantonese and then they slowly hold up a piece of bologna And you're like, oh fuck! I would have done whatever. <laughs> That's how you could have abducted uh, abducted me as a sexual predator if you just left a trail of baloney. <laughs> hey, little girl, do you want some baloney? <laughs> 
Um, they didn't. They didn't, the, the, the the pedophiles in that neighborhood had no had no idea. No idea how, how easy. easy they're like going oh, to candy man. stores and most of my most of our family vacations when I was a kid was to Las Vegas because um, my parents do uh, fall into the Asian stereotype of loving gambling. I did not know that it existed. was. Oh yeah, and it was my it was my I loved it. I loved going to Vegas because I loved staying in hotels. I loved going to Circus Circus. They would drop me off. Circus Circus. The second level has Midway Games, so it's like a big carnival. Mm-hmm. And my parents would give me 20 bucks and say, like, meet back in this spot in two hours. And then I would meet them back there and they'd give me another $20 and send me off again. And we just keep doing that until I got hungry enough where one of them had to take me to a buffet. But, like, you know, I'm like seven or eight, like, when this happened. And, you know, there were no cell phones. I didn't have a yeah. watch. I would have to ask strangers what time it was. And uh, just looking back, man, it would have been so easy for me to have been abducted and no one was interested. You 70-year-old uh, pedophiles out there. I know. You missed you your fucking it. chance. Um, well, so should we? Should we? I, I was because you said. I mean, do you want to read some of these emails or discuss any of them? We're at like an hour, dude. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we basically wasted this whole hour babbling about ourselves. Wow. Well, we kind of called that as the topic, but we also were. Yeah. We were, we, you know, we we were hoping that we would be better than than this, but we're we, not. We didn't accomplish anything. We didn't solve race again. But we acquired a producer. Yeah, our producer Yusan is the best. Yeah, so far. I mean, in the in the last hour. Whenever we were recording our first episode, we walked out of the of the VO booth, and there and there was this uh, kid who was uh, measurably Asian. Uh, <laughs> Um, and he was like smiling and nodding his head. Like, like, like he was into like, it. That's my, he's like, this is my new favorite podcast. We're like, all right, well, we found our audience. Yeah, because yeah, we spent that entire first episode wondering who our audience was. And then and we walked out into him. It's it's 25-year-old. Uh, 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 and just, I, 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 what, what kind of Asian do you think you sound as, as, a, as an Asian? Do you, are you able to, do you have Asian daughter? I'm, I'm assuming by your name that you're Korean. No, Chinese. Chinese. Uh-huh. And and no, we didn't. So so yeah. I mean, we, well, we you know that's how we that's how we met him. We didn't like because because we we said we wanted to have a producer who comes in with like statistics and stuff. And then if that guy's Chinese, then it's like awkward. Because so now you're like, like we, you're really outnumbered. It's like I, no no. It's like I went. It's like I went to Chinatown and was like I need a I need a statistics. I need a numbers person. <laughs> I need one of those numbers Chinamen. I need a stats man fast. <laughs> uh, no, that's not how that's not how it worked. He was he was he, he, was, he was drawn to. Us <laughs> and that so that and also to to address the other side that is not a job that was taken by a, from a white person. <laughs> For those of you listening to this podcast, but really concerned about white people losing jobs to Asians. I mean, don't you think? I mean, well, you said you got a couple. You got a couple. That's emails. true. I it's did. Like, all right, we'll talk about those yeah, in the next all right, episode. Well, we'll yeah. have to. All right, so we're we're gonna do this once a week, I assume. Like, yeah. And, uh, I feel like we were a little rusty on this one because it'd been like two months since we recorded those first three. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, back into we'll, it. We'll, we'll evolve. We'll we'll get better. We'll we'll have themes. We'll have guests. Every episode, we're going to keep promising to be better and just keep <laughs> failing, and we'll just keep missing the mark, um, which is very hard for me to do as an overachieving Asian. Guests of Whiting Wong stay at the beautiful downtown Burbank uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Um, this, this, this podcast d- probably doesn't have a sponsor yet, uh, but... Uh, if it does, buy that product. I don't know how to end things. <laughs> um, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Are you going to say goodbye, Dan? Bye. bye. <laughs> 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 it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>